Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Calder's Calling, AHL News Now's flagship podcast and your premier podcast destination for everything surrounding the American Hockey League. I'm Jay Foster. I'm joined today by Dina Weinheimer and Corey Swartz. Uh, before we kick things off, if you aren't already subscribed to us on your favorite podcast platform or YouTube, do it now. If you're currently watching on YouTube, please feel free to like, share and subscribe so you can get every episode straight into your feed. I would also like to thank our show sponsor before we get started here, uh, Document Doctors. While not on the ice, they can help you and your business optimize and increase your revenue and profits to a bigger slice. Check out documentdoctorsllc.com. And don't forget to mention that AHL News Now sent you to them. So let's let's start off with uh, a little bit of All-Star News, but not the All-Star News people are probably expecting. Um, it was announced earlier this week slash late last week that the 2025 AHL All-Star Classic is going to be in uh, Coachella Valley or Palm Springs, I guess, technically. Um, it's going to be at the Akersha, uh Arena for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. And uh, it feels very soon to give them an All-Star game, considering it'll be in their, what, third overall season. Yes. But I don't hate it. More hockey in the desert is always a good thing. Uh, if it's anything like Seattle, then the fans will flock to it because it's new and shiny and exciting. Um, I know that Corey is very upset that it's two West Coast <laughs> All-Star games in a row instead of having one slightly nearer to him. But uh, I think this will be uh, I think this will be a fun time. I have to adjust my sleep schedule for another year in a row to stay up late, but it, it seems a little bit fitting to me because I, I've trained in the ways there, uh, staying up late for all the Calder Cup Finals games out there. So good things tend to happen when I stay up late for games that happen in Coachella Valley. So I'm okay with it. Well, I'm not going to complain about getting two warm All-Star games back to back. The only thing I will complain about is having to... Uh, get the airfare from central Ohio out to, uh, there. <laughs> but other than that, I'm not really going to complain. Coachella Valley has just absolutely embraced that, that team, that league or the, the league, I guess. And yeah, congratulations to them. I just find it funny that they announced next year's all-star game before they announced this year's participants and before it even happens so uh the ahl can be a bit of an enigma at some times but yeah super excited all right and then uh we do have um a little bit of transaction news here so the bridgeport islanders recently signed forward carson torzinski to an american hockey league contract for the remainder of the 2023-24 season the forward was playing overseas in vienna of the ice league after playing for coachella valley last season and also on thursday uh there was a trade that happened the montreal canadians acquiring for philip cedarquist from the buffalo sabers for our absolute favorite return future considerations um in 19 games for the rochester americans this season cedarquist has uh, tallied one goal and three assists, uh, and this is his second pro season here in North America. That is very much uh, the Laval Rocket. Every, all my friends are dead. Dot JPEG. 
Um, everyone is injured in Laval right now. Sean Farrell is out. Um, Gabriel Bork is out. A uh, handful of other guys who I've completely forgotten, and they're all out semi-long term as well. So uh, that is extremely, oh no, we don't have any bodies. Um, let's just trade nothing for a warm body, essentially. Um, let's talk about goalies, because... You know me. You know I love to talk about goalies. I take any opportunity to talk about them. And uh, one of my favorites, uh, Milwaukee Admirals goalie Yaroslav Askarov, was named the Howie's Hockey Tape AHL Player of the Week. The period ending January 7th, Skarov posted back-to-back shutouts on Friday and Saturday, turning aside 56 shots in total. He must have heard that I said Jesper Valstead was the best goalie in the AHL and taken that personally. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully he doesn't take it too personally, but still very good to see a very highly touted goalie prospect getting, uh, getting his flowers from the AHL, um, and from prospect to veterans, the Ontario Reign have signed goaltender Aaron Dell to an AHL contract for the remainder of the season. Phoenix Copley is out for the rest of the season up with the Kings. So, uh, I assume David Riddich will not be going back down to Ontario. He will probably be hanging out with Cam Talbot for the uh, for the remainder of the season. Uh, I like Arundel a lot. He was a really good veteran for San Jose last year, and uh, this seems like a an underratedly good signing for Ontario, who after a miserable season last year seem to have pulled themselves out of it. And uh, I don't know that they're going to challenge Calgary for the division lead, but. They might challenge Calgary for most fun team. Uh, They are currently third in the standing, well, tied for second in the division with Tucson, who have been just doing the most recently. So really, really good signing for Ontario. Uh, And I'm happy for Arundel. That's a a dude that deserves to to have a job in this league. I like Arundel's game a lot. So good job, Ontario. And we're going to move over to the North Division just uh, for a moment here with the Cleveland Monsters hosting their second ever University Hospitals Rainbow Babies and Children's Night this past Saturday, claiming a 6-5 to five win in overtime over Rochester. Now, those that have uh, been around the American Hockey League for a little bit uh, or at least paid the attention to the Monsters last year might remember the uh, jerseys from that night and how the Monsters players teamed up with children um, currently in the the hospital at University Hospital Rainbow Babies and Children's Hospital um, to kind of customize their own nameplates. They did something a little bit different this year where they actually had a Ice Skate 4 patch that was custom designed by the children um, in conjunction with the players. So here you can see one of those custom nameplates. Whoever did this, it looks like Noah Stegman. had a really nice little uh, graphic of the monster logo there. There's a whole picture of the entire outfit. Uh, Addie and Cole, or sorry, Owen Sillinger doing an amazing job to color coordinate there. And then we have one more there. It's just a nice touch. Um, first of all, the jerseys are clean, crisp. I love it. They looked really good on the ice, but to also just have that um, 
partnership going once again and to give these kids a creative outlet and to see their their names their artwork on the ice and in the photos was just fantastic great job again cleveland monsters that's so cool well turning to a little bit of a different kind of quick hit the ahl announced this there were two games between the bakersfield condors and the san diego goals that would be rescheduled due to a water main bank main break at pechanga arena home of the goals and it's kind of an interesting thing because it's already kind of been a slow start to the season for the bakersfield condors in terms of games played it's kind of interesting watching the disparity they have played 10 less games than the leader in terms of games played in the Hershey Bears. They played 26 to Hershey's 36. So at some point here, Bakersfield is going to be playing a lot of hockey all at once here. It's kind of an, I don't remember ever seeing, you know, quite a disparity quite in the same fashion as this one. So I thought that was an interesting uh, little note. So of course, right when they start to get playing some games, they get to get some bad luck here with a water main break in a visiting arena. So moving towards the fun here, the fun part of the weekend, you know it, you love it. It's the Hershey Bears teddy bear toss was this past Sunday. They exercised the demons a little bit here by scoring a goal. It was a little bit in doubt where there was some nervous times at Giant Center this past weekend as it took until the second period for the Bears to get the fur flying. 74,599 teddy bears were thrown over the course of this game, thrown or donated, I should be uh, noted. An interesting note, that is more than 10 times the amount of teddy bears that they had donated, you know, just over a decade ago back in 2010, just to give you an idea of how incredibly this uh, event has caught on, uh, you know, in Hershey. So we're going to have a couple of clips here that we will show of it. First off the goal here, um, unlikely yeah. goal scorer, if you're taking bets and scorers, uh, Bogdan Trinyev might not have been at the top of your list here, but he comes in and, you know, scores a really great goal, kind of at a sharp angle. It's a little bit of a shocker here. If you had your money, I mean, I can tell you, I was taking bets on it uh, over the, you know, preceding the action here, but you can see it's thankfully a little bit earlier on in the second period, thankfully. So they had a rule for this one. Instead of having furry fury like we saw last season uh, with them not scoring a goal at all, and, you know, some of the rules that they changed the rules a little bit to follow some of what we've seen before, where, you know, regardless of what the score was and the Bears scored or not, they were going to throw it at second intermission there. So ended up changing the rule, ended up working out that, you know, despite the fact there was 20 minutes, it was looking a little dicey. The Bears did get that goal and had some absolutely great uh, moments there. You've, surely you've seen many of them on social media if you're listening to us here. Uh, some of the players jumping into these big piles of teddy bears. Uh, some of the guys, you know, it was the biggest piles I think I've seen, you know, in a, you know, many, most of the time, you know, seeing this event type of thing. Uh, Vinny Iorio jumping into the pile and, you know, questioning how he was going to get back onto the ice and out of the piles. And, you know, Joe Snively just absolutely disappearing into a pile by diving headfirst into it. And uh, Dina, I think you're going to, you know, tell us a little bit about what your favorite part of seeing some of these clips were. Yeah, yeah, I I will share some some more of the clips here, especially the Vinny I Oreo clips. But I just wanted to bring this up because Andy at this pug life, first of all, amazing username, um, 
was on Twitter, saw the the initial tweet from the NHL. Uh, They were watching the clip. They asked, did this person make it out? If you look very closely here on this screenshot, uh, you will just see a random hand just coming up from behind the little, it looks like maybe like a Mickey Mouse dressed in a, 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 a Santa cloak or coat there. And you see this guy back here and there's another guy down here. They are just absolutely covered in, in teddy bears. So that was probably my question of the night. Oh, actually, uh, I just now saw, look at this right down here. Ellen Crowther, EJC4990, says, this was me. I eventually made it out. It was a crazy time down there. So at least uh, Ellen made it out. It looked like a really fun time. Um, Still a bucket list game, but we're going to go ahead and take a look at Vinny Iorio and his escapades in the bear pile here. One of the other funny things when I clip gets there is I, I believe Todd Nelson shared uh, those concerns there as well. Is that in his post game he was they were you know asking him what he saw because he, he was standing on the bench for the entire time, and he goes I saw there was a you know looked like a lady who got buried in teddy bears over on the side. He's was you know he's saying he's saying I don't know how that how they handled that and how she made it, but I hope she's okay. So I absolutely love this clip here. So you see this huge teddy bear just fall headfirst down on the ice. And then here comes Vinny Iorio just absolutely flying in out of nowhere, just dog piles right on the bear. And of course that set off a huge avalanche of people deciding, hey, there's a player right there. How about we uh, try to, you know, bury him in some bears, which happened and then of course, his teammates coming to help him out here, and the her or yeah, the Hershey Bears on Instagram saying, "You've seen our guys jump in piles. Ever wonder how they get out?" Spoiler: gracefully, you can see Vinny Iorio. He's there covered in bears, and he just says, "Oh, looking a little dazed. How am I going to get out of here?" <laughs> Sorry, Vinny. Then- you live there now. <laughs> It's, uh, it was definitely I do like the else. confirmation that hockey players are just essentially big dogs. Yes. They see a toy and they're like, oh, I, I, it's essentially, you know, when dogs see big piles of leaves and they have to launch themselves into it, like, that's hockey players with giant things of teddy bears. Yes. Okay, so we're going to listen to this here real quick because this is just the best part of it all. I've fallen. And I can't get up. I've fallen. And I can't that get is, up. That is a man who has not considered <laughs> the, the consequences of his actions. <laughs> Sometimes you just let the intrusive thoughts win, you know? Yes. I would have done yes. exactly the same thing. I mean, isn't that kind of like dream item is just hey, here is this huge pile of teddy bears and I'm covered in, you know, head to toe in like pads and safety gear. Let's just send it full send into a pile of 70 some thousand teddy bears. So it's already fun enough to do that when you even if you don't, you don't need an excuse to just, you know, when you 
being covered in pads, just go and slide on the ice like when it's freshly clean and stuff like that. I couldn't imagine doing that with teddy bears because it's you know it's just like like Jay said, it's just like jumping into a pile of leaves. It's you know you don't need an excuse for it, but it's amazing. So it was fun to watch that. Vinny Iorio was the perfect guy to have mic'd up for that. He is always just in a good mood. I don't think I've ever seen him not smiling before. So except for maybe when he's in the middle of battling with somebody on the ice, possibly. But even then, you know, I would still say it's a it's an outside chance. So that was a really great event. Again, the Bears smashed their record uh, for teddy bears thrown and collected there. They had some videos of them, you know, sharing those teddy bears around with different charities in the area, which you love to see. The Hershey Bears Cares initiative has just been, you know, so fantastic for the Bears, you know, really kind of inspired of these, you know, great charitable things that the Bears fans put on. Speaking of those Bears, they are the first team to hit the halfway mark of the season with that game on Sunday. They now boast a record of 29-7-0-0. Guys, where does the time go? I feel like we were just talking about, you know, the season openers for the Bears. It was raising that that Calder Cup banner and things like that. Suddenly, you know, I know it's the Bears are a little bit ahead of everybody here, but suddenly we're talking about the halfway point. I'm just wondering where time has gone. It's It still feels like, you know, we're still in the early stages, but here we are already discussing midpoints and all-star games. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. But yeah, it's, I can't believe we're in mid-January already and it's still a lot more hockey to play. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one last note before we move on here. Congrats to a friend of the show. You'll remember one of our guests we had earlier on this season, Nathan Walker, who signed a two-year extension with the St. Louis Blues to remain in that organization, a two-year one-way contract. So congrats to him. It's great to see him uh, succeeding up there. He went up to St. Louis to start the new year. New year, new him. He went out and scored a goal almost instantaneously. So he got, went up, got recalled, scored a goal, and signed a new contract. So it's been a pretty good uh, belated holiday gift for him from the St. Louis Blues for sure. So you'll love to see it for a guest on the show. And we're just thankful we got to spend some time with him before he moved on. 100%. Happy 2024 to you, Nathan Walker. So we had a lot of stuff to talk about in this episode. And then uh, what happened was we got delayed recording and then the AHL dropped their all-star rosters. So we figured, hey, let's do the same. Uh, so we're going to talk about the the all-star break or the all-star game. Uh, the rosters, who was named, uh, who were excited about, who were surprised by, um, any notable snubs, for example. Um, I'm just going to start off with one before Dina gets to talk about him. Um I am so happy and excited for Jack Reeves, who maybe of the three monsters that were named to the All-Star game, deserves this more than any of them. He has been phenomenal for Cleveland this season, and he's been keeping them in games that they have no business being in. And I think he is a huge, huge reason why they are at the top of the North. And uh, Belleville has a seven-game win streak going right now, and they're still nine points behind. Cleveland. So I just want to, just off the top, I just wanted to give a shout out to, to Jet Greaves, who I love very much. Uh, and I'm very happy to see that the AHL is giving him the flowers he deserves. 100%. But before we uh, talk more about Cleveland, because I could go on all day talking about the trio of players that 
that they're sending. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the Atlantic division here. Try that again. So, Corey, I'm going to let you lead this off here with the Atlantic Division All-Stars. If you're on YouTube, you can see the roster right there. A graphic coming courtesy of the American Hockey League. Just let us know Let us know your thoughts and maybe share with, with the listeners uh, who, who they can expect to see on that Atlantic Division team being led by Todd Nelson, the head coach of the Hershey Bears. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go down the roster. It's 12 players, 10 skaters, two goaltenders here. So we have Ruslan Ishkahav from the Bridgeport Islanders, Lucas Carlson from the Charlotte Checkers, um, Mac Hollowell from the Hartford Wolfpack, Brennan Othman from the Hartford Wolfpack as well, two representatives from them, Ethan Frank from the Hershey Bears, Dylan McElrath, your playing captain, also from the Bears, uh, Samu Tumala from the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, Georgie Merkulov from the Providence Bruins, Dylan Coglin from the Springfield Thunderbirds, Adam Gaudet also from those Thunderbirds, and in goal you will have Yoel Blumquist from the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins, as well as Clay Stevenson from the Hershey Bears. So we have you know some some good mixed representation here. Everyone gets one, as they say, we get one represented per team here. It's good to see there's you know a lot of variety in here. Two rookie goaltenders in Stevenson and Blomqvist. Um, you know a lot of young players here as well. You know as well some some veteran uh, players mixed in on here. Guys, I, I do want to say I was very surprised in some of the picks for Hershey, namely the forwards. Because I mean you could have fielded an entire Atlantic Division All Star team. You could have fielded a Hershey Bears All Star team, more or less, with the amount of snubs there. I was a little surprised. Not that I have any concerns with seeing Frank. He has certainly earned it, in my opinion, to uh, to go back to that place. But, you know, he had some great picks there. Mike Scarbosa, who's the team leader in points. Uh, you know, Joe Snively and um, Alex Limoges are two guys who I easily feel like could be in there. Pierre Dubé is a, is a huge snub in my mind. Guy with 19 goals is not present for this team. And uh, it just kind of speaks to, you know, how much depth and variety of good options there are there. But, you know, we saw with Frank, you know, he won the fastest skater competition last year. Um, he's going to, you know, probably be in that event again if I had to wager a guess there. So it's good to see you get a good mix of some rookies. I would be remiss if I didn't mention Othman from the Hartford Wolfpack is one that's a really exciting young player. Just spent some time up in New York with the Rangers. Um, you know, just a lot of, and you know, Tumala is another, you know, underrated rookie pick, I think from Lehigh Valley. So you're really getting that, you know, best and brightest kind of element here with the Atlantic division that I think is very underrated youthful group here, um, amongst their peers. And, you know, you got some wily veterans like McElrath that are, you know, guys that paid their dues and deserve to be there for sure. It feels, I feel, so the thing about the NHL All-Star game is I feel like there's a lot of people that complain when, oh, we have to have a player from every team, and that ultimately means that, like, a bad, quote-unquote, bad player is is going to make the cut. But I feel like that's not really the case with the AHL. I feel like all of these guys, like, in the Atlantic Division especially, deserve to be there. There's no one, I'm, not, I'm looking at that list, and there's no one really that I'm like, well, I guess they had to pick a guy from Bridgeport, you know? Um, right. And I also wonder, like, when we're looking at some of these rosters now, it almost seems as if 
the coaches that choose this are almost trying to fill different roles for just to make the the skills competition more exciting like you need your super speedy guy you need your hard hitter you need two fun goaltenders you need the accuracy guy you know you just part of me wonders if that's what some of these picks are not that they're not deserving but back to Corey's point about about ethan frank versus mike scarbosa like they needed their little speedster to compete in that event yeah, there's some guys there that, you know, I, I think got snubbed that could, you know, do a really good job there. Like Dubay is one. I was, you know, at a Bears practice not too long ago, and I was watching him and Ethan Frank both just absolutely pick the corner with shots. You know, they're both right-handed shooters, you know, shooting from the left side. They're absolutely picking the top corners. So, you know, I do think you had a lot of options here. But I do think that everyone that got in has their own, you know, exciting element they bring there and you have to with the you know divisional setup i think that it is pretty unique the way the ahl set up that they do have the game separated by divisions you really get to see the cream of the crop really in this case here you know you got some good good guys from every team and like you know to you know the point you guys are making earlier there's no bad players here there's no players where you're like okay well they had to have you know one guy from a team like bridgeport like you know a guy like Ishkahav, you know, absolutely deserves to be there in my mind. And, you know, it goes to another level to, you know, speak to the parody in the AHL in terms of, you know, each team having this element that makes them all worth watching in, you know, their own way type of thing. You know, you see a guy like Blomqvist who, you know, if you were keeping up with all the content that we had on AHL News Now coming out of the, you know, all-star nominees, he got that nomination on his 22nd birthday. It was a heck of a present for him type of thing. So, you know, everyone's got their own unique story. Like, you know, Coglin from the Thunderbirds is, you know, wasn't even a guy who was on the radar to be there at the start of the season. You know, he was with the Carolina organization and, you know, got a sign there and it has worked wonders, frankly. So it's great to see some of these things. And, you know, that's just in one division. I can't wait to see some of the stories from the other three. Before we move on to our next division of the All-Star Game, uh, I want to talk to you guys about Document Doctors. Is your business growing beyond the four walls of your office? Because as businesses grow, so do the challenges of keeping people trained, safe, and supportive. Document Doctors, a proud sponsor of the Coldest Calling podcast and AHL News Now, offers affordable solutions to help optimize your business and keep the good times rolling. They offer content-focused solutions such as training document creation, back office process optimization, policy and procedure development, and much, much more. So support the podcast and AHL News Now by visiting them at documentdoctorsllc.com. And don't forget to mention us when talking to their team of contentologists. Shop and support small businesses today. Speaking of, we're going to go ahead and move on to the North Division now. So in the North Division, starting off with the Belleville Senators, Angus Cruikshank. Also, Max Gannett will be making the trip uh, out to San Jose uh, with the Belleville Senators. The Cleveland Monsters sending three representatives uh, in addition to their head coach, uh, Trent Vogelhuber, that will be uh, mentoring, coaching the North All-Stars. So coming from the North Division leaving, leading Cleveland Monsters, our defenseman, Jay Christensen. Forward, Trey Fix-Wolanski. And as Jay already alluded to earlier, Jet Greaves and Nett uh, from the Laval Rocket, Logan Mayu. Uh, Yuri Kulik, fresh off of a bronze medal at the World Juniors, now 
gets to go represent his team, the Rochester Americans, as an American Hockey League All-Star. What an amazing last few weeks for that young man. Uh, also from the Rochester Americans, joining his teammate in Kulik is Isaac Rosen. From the Syracuse Crunch, Gage Gonsalves. Dennis Hittleby, we talked about him a few episodes ago. Uh, upstart netminder from the Toronto Marlies will be joining his teammate Alex Steves. And then rounding out the North Division team is Graham Clark, which I only know him as an absolute monsters killer. Every time they play uh, Utica, Graham Clark just just goes lights out. He's fantastic. So another pretty stacked um, group here. I know one of the picks might be a little bit controversial. Um, maybe a lot of bit controversial, depending um, on how much you keep up with uh, different aspects of the sport. But we're not going to go over that. We're going to be more positive about this. But I actually had a chance to talk to Trey Fix Wolanski and Jake Christensen earlier on. And they were just, of course, you know, heaping praises um, of their teammates. But one thing that Jay Christensen really noted was that one of the best things about the entire weekend is, of course, you know, seeing players from the other, not necessarily maybe the other division, because especially uh, with the Cleveland Monsters, they spend a lot of time, you know, seeing some opponent, you know, a few opponents from the Central Division, a few from the Atlantic, but more of just seeing who is in the different conferences, because you never get a chance to really watch them play or spend time with them. So that's the chance for them to do that. But also one thing that he's really looking forward to, again, now this is his se his second straight All-Star nomination. Um, he said, quote, to spend time now as teammates with those we are normally competing against within our division throughout the season is one of the highlights of the All-Star game. And the Trey Fix Wolanski just went on and on about the team's success and how exciting it, it it is for him to be able to share that with players that he's he's been around, you know, for the last at least two, three seasons with with Jake Christensen and Jack Greaves. And um if you get a chance, go watch um the clip on Twitter, YouTube not YouTube, well, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok of uh, Trent Vogelhuber Vogel announcing the nominations at practice to the three players. It's just so heartwarming. Again, just a group of dogs, happy dogs, just all excited for everybody in their group. And yeah, it's a really, really exciting group coming out of the North Division. And that net pairing of Greaves and Hittleby, that's going to be good. That's a lot good. of fun. Very young Yes. One more, one more comment I want to make on the on the North Division is uh, I didn't realize that Graham Clark had been named for the Utica Comets. Uh, Graham Clark, older brother of Brant Clark, who was the representative from the Ontario Reign. So we are going to get oh. the All Star Game, which I do think is a lot of fun. I did not know that they were brothers, and I love that for the storyline. I love that for them just to spend some time together in right. such a environment that is really cool because it was it, you know i obviously don't get to watch the north division quite as much as i do the atlantic but i do remember graham clark from his rookie season during the 2020 21 season 
And being very impressed by him. It was the last year of the Binghamton Devils before they became the Utica Comets. And he was a guy I was like, I, you know, had a feeling was going to be in this position at some point in his career. He was very solid for them back then and continues to be with the Utica Comets. So it's really great to see. That's a really great storyline to have going on for uh, this year's All-Star event. I literally just figured it out now when I was <laughs> when I was looking at the names. I was like, oh, hey, I saw that name earlier today. Um, oh, he's Brent Clark's brother. Very, very fun. Um, <laughs> let's go over to the Central Division. Um, because there's some names in here that I really want to highlight as well. Um, first up, we've got Rocco Grimaldi from the Chicago Wolves. We've got Jonathan Bergeron from the Grand Rapids Griffins and Simone Edvinson from the Grand Rapids Griffins. Nick Patan from the Iowa Wild. Jesper Valstedt of the Iowa Wild. Uh, Brad Lambert from the Manitoba Moose. Yaroslav Askarov from the Milwaukee Admirals. Uh, Spencer Stastny also from the Milwaukee Admirals, Ethan Dalmastro from the Rockford Ice Hogs, Matei Blumel from the Texas Stars, Maverick Bork from the Texas Stars, and finally Logan Stankoven also from the Texas Stars. So another division-leading team gets three people. Um, I feel like the Central Division benefits from only from having fewer teams than, than everyone else, because I feel like there are a lot of doubles here, but also I'm looking at this like, who would I leave out? And I can't choose so um love Bergeron and Ed- Edvinson coming from Grand Rapids I love Valstead and uh, Skarov that might be the best goalie tandem in the uh in the all-star game so watch out for that uh Brad Lambert I'm a huge fan of his um this might be the low-key this might be the most fun roster of all four rosters and like I'm partial to the North Division because of the monsters, um, the Pacific Division. Obviously, I'm the most familiar with. But the Central Division might be the funnest, and the, like they might be my pick to win the uh, the round robin tournament slash championship that they're going to be doing on uh, on Monday in San Jose. Now, Jay, I was thinking along the same line, so you must have been like taking up space in my brain and just going, what is Dina going to say next? Cause I was sitting here looking at the potential firepower between Grimaldi, the sweet Swedish meatball that is Jonathan Bergeron, the uh, sniping power and good defensive efforts of, of uh, Simon Edvinson. Plus you've got the league's basically top scorers in uh, Maverick Bork and Logan Stankoven. Uh, and then, Yaroslav Askarov in net, uh, not to mention Jesper Wallstedt. They're probably going to take it, depending on how much they, you know, how hard they go. And in the American Hockey League, they they play, they go hard on these round robin things because it's all about, of course, love of the game, but also putting on a good show. And they want that bragging right, you know, so. Yeah, I think I agree with you here. This is this is the team to watch. Although, again, I am partial to the North Division. It's just going to be a good round robin. You have to tune in. The fun thing about the All-Star game is the it's going to be good games. And I know everyone, like, people talk a lot about the um, three-on-three not being real hockey. I love three-on-three. I think it's so much fun. I, I feel bad for the goalies, but... Yeah, I think the central is the central is definitely my pick, but other teams could surprise them. You know, it's 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 all what ha- all about what happens on the day, uh, and no matter what, I think 
people who are in San Jose that weekend are going to have a real good time. Well, the one thing I love about this roster, too, is that, oh, of course, I had to say, obviously, whoever picked these picks here obviously listens to the podcast because I feel like we've talked about nearly everybody on this list here at length at points already this season. But, you know, it, it's I think the added layer to it is that, you know, you get teams like the Central and the Pacific that don't necessarily play, you know, with some exceptions, of course, the, you know, the Atlantic and the, you know, North Division type of thing. So you really get to see some, you know, matchups that you only really can dream of during the regular season or, you know, up to the Calder Cup finals, perhaps. So I do think it's really going to be interesting to see those kind of styles clash in this game as well. Because, I mean, you guys were picking the the Central Division here. You know, they were obviously very loaded. But I'm like, you know, some of the teams I'm like, the you know, I was like, the Atlantic's not that bad. And I'm like, you know, the Norths can't be that bad either. You know, there's some fun names across the boards. I really think it's anybody's game at this point. So I'm really excited. We haven't even talked about the Pacific yet, which is always arguably one of the most, you know, well-contended and well-stocked divisions in the AHL. And uh, let's let's talk about some of the names on this list, because, uh, again, I know I've just said Central Division looks great, Atlantic Division looks great, um, North Division looks great, the Pacific Division not looking too shabby. Uh, Arshdeep Baines from the Abbotsford Canucks, we've got Raphael Lavoie from the Bakersfield Condors, Matt Coronato and Dustin Wolf from the Calgary Wranglers, uh, I know I just said that that might be the best goalie tandem is the central, but uh, they're not too shabby in the Pacific either uh, with Dustin Wolf and uh, his his friend who we'll get to in a minute. Riker Evans from Coachella Valley, Riley Tufty from Colorado Eagles, Adam Cracknell from the Henderson Silver Knights, Brent Clark from the Ontario Reign, Olin Zellweger from the San Diego Gulls, Daniil Gushin, my guy, from the San Jose Barracuda, and uh, Dylan Genther and Matt Valalta from the Tucson Roadrunners. So again, Looking at this list, I'm like, yeah, there's not there's not a player on this list that doesn't deserve to be here. You know, uh, I think Baines is having a heck of a season. Coronato and Wolf are always in the mix for being, you know, some of the best players in the league. Dustin Wolf reigning AHL MVP, if I am not mistaken. Um, Brent Clark is um I looked this up earlier. Brent Clark, I believe, is ninth in league scoring as a 20-year-old defenseman in his rookie season. He's leading the team in scoring. He's leading rookies in scoring across the league. He's second in defensive scoring across the league. Like, he's... I love him. (laughs) And he's doing such a good job of, like... Because the, the Ontario is pretty good this year. So, you know, they could have sent Samuel Fagamo. They could have sent uh, TJ Tynan, who's, you know, always having an all-star caliber season. Uh, and they didn't. They sent this this young upstart who, you know, I'm here for it. Uh, on top of the brother narrative, which is really fun, um, he might be the guy that I am the most excited to get to watch kind of more close up at the uh, at the all-star game. Um, but, you know, I've got to give credit to Daniel Gushin leading the Barracuda in scoring. Um, he was always going to be the pick for the Barracuda. I thought they might get lucky enough to get a second pick, even though the team's not very good because they are the hosts and the hosts usually get to have more than one. Um, so disappointed not to see Ethan Cardwell, uh, their own extremely good rookie, um, or uh, Leon Gavanke, who has been, uh, again, quietly excellent for this team. He is, I believe, 
fifth in league score in league scoring for defensemen right now. So a little bit of a surprise not to see him. But if they had to choose between Guanke and Gushin, like I get it, it's going to be Gushin every single time. Yeah, I think San Jose is probably just a victim of the fact that they are in the Pacific and it is such a large division and they only have so many spots open because mm-hmm. I know in Laval last year, they had multiple representatives because they, I mean, they weren't, you know, the number one team in the division. I, I don't believe at that point, uh, but just because it was the hometown crowd, they had more picks. And of course, the North is nowhere near as large as the Pacific, but no, the I North saw... is seven teams. Yes, yes. Pacific, the Pacific Division is ten, so you know there's ten spots taken already, and then they have the the next two spot, like the only two spots left over, have to go to you know the best players probably, and so that's why I think um, Genther and Coronato got the call. But I'm just gonna be I'm gonna be over here and be quietly mad about Leon Gawanke not getting the All-Star nod that he probably deserves. Well, you never know. If somebody can't go for whatever reason, maybe he gets the call. He just might. I will crack. <laughs> I'm like, again, but again, I'm like, who do I replace on this list with with Gawanke? You know, it's, I'm glad that I don't have to choose these lists because I would be like, oh, but this guy's really good. And this guy's really good as well. And this guy's really good as well. Oh, and this guy really deserves to go. So um, I do want to give one final shout out to um, Adam Cracknell, who has been a topic of conversation on this podcast multiple times. If I am not mixing my guys up, it's very late here. So I apologize if I am, but am I, am I correct in thinking he's the oldest player in the league? Uh, if not, pretty darn close, I'm sure. And I'm sure whenever I look I up his... I am sure that Cracknell his... is the oldest player in the league this season. And, you know, went to Henderson to be a good veteran guy to help out the younger guys. And he was like, well, actually, I'm not done being good at hockey yet. So I'm just going to go ahead and casually... Uh, he's second on the team in scoring right now. Uh, the only guy scoring more than him is Grigory Denisenko, uh, who I believe is up with the uh, Golden Knights at the minute. But um, yeah, Adam Cracknell, born in 1985. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that he is probably the oldest guy. 38 years old. And I just confirmed through a wonderful article that friend of the show, Patrick Williams, wrote that he is the oldest player. At least as of December 3rd, 2023. Yeah. So like that's a real that's like again, that's a really fun story of a guy that could have gone to a team and just been, you know, he could have done the Nick Felino thing of be a good veteran, look after the babies and, you know, bring leadership. And he was like, Well, actually, what I'm gonna do is uh score a bunch of goals and go to the all-star game. So shout out to shout out to Adam Cracknell for refusing to go gently into that good night. The one thing that's also worth noting about this list is that, like, and I kind of noticed it with the other two, you know, other three that we've looked at here so far, is that there's a really good mixture of players here. I mean, you know, we we touched on, you know, some of these ones and, you know, just going off that, you know, sort of age difference here is that you kind of have, like, you know, these three different great points of players. You have these fresh-faced, you know, young kids that it's their first season and they're doing so well that they deserve to be, showcased on such a platform you have some of the second or third year guys that you know they've either been here before that's their first year doing it then you have some of these older veterans you know like you know 
Cracknell comes to mind as well as, you know, guys like Dylan McElrath, who's, you know, uh, a, a veteran guy, but a leadership kind of guy. You know, you kind of have these players that fall into these, you know, vastly different, you know, roles and categories. And, you know, it goes to show you how diverse a skill set, you know, is appreciated in the American Hockey League. We're seeing these kinds of variety picks here as well. So I think it's just going to add to what's going to be a really fun all-star game where it's going to be a lot of different great guys. And, you know, virtually every game is going to be exciting. Every event's going to be exciting. There's no, there's no slouches in here by any stretch. Can I just comment on how amazing the picture of Brant Clark is? <laughs> I mean, all the pictures that the league chose for these graphics were good, but this one of the young Brant Clark just, you know, almost like licking his lips in anticipation. It's like it kind of just fits who he is as a player. Just like thinking about all of the assists he's going to get in this All-Star game. Yes, it's just it's perfect. I couldn't have done it better myself. Before we go ahead and finish off the All-Star talk, I want to tell you guys about BetSmart. Sports betting has rapidly risen in popularity and having multiple sportsbook accounts is the simplest way to maximize your profits. There's never been a better time to sign up. When you visit signupexpert.com slash AHL, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All of these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users and when you register through our link, you will automatically receive the best offer at each one. When you're using multiple sportsbooks, you can ensure that you can always access the best available odds, which is the key to successful sports betting. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our podcast, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com slash AHL. Must be 21 or over, only valid in U.S. states and Canadian provinces where sports betting is legalized. Please gamble responsibly. Any snubs that you can think of here? I think I've covered my uh, my snubs for um, for this. I'm just gonna look at the. I'm just gonna go to ahlstats.com or whatever uh, real <laughs> quick. Um, like I'm, I'm sure Corio mentioned already. Like Mike Scarbosa is fourth in league scoring, and didn't get the nod. Um, I think you very well could have sent TJ Tynan. For um, Ontario, I think uh, the problem with Laval is that Mayum would not have been my pick. However, no. everyone that they would have sent is injured. So, like Joshua Wah is uh, is out for six to eight weeks, I believe. So, that's, uh... there's the Laval pick that you really have to go somewhere else. I believe Guignac is also uh, out injured. He's the second highest scorer on that team. So it might literally just be a case of, well, everyone else they were going to send is hurt. So I guess we'll send Mayu. To Mayu's credit, he's having a very good season. Um, seems like he's figured out some of the things that he was struggling with in juniors. Um, so like, it's not like a completely unprecedented pick, but I was surprised that it was him until I realized that everyone in Laval was hurt. So not a snub, but I am sad that Joshua Wah did not get his uh, his all-star nod. I'm glad you said something because I was about to go on a whole rant about why is Joshua Watt not the pick for Laval and why is Logan Mayu the pick? And I was I just... Because um, he only has one good arm at the minute. So. <laughs> I mean, that would definitely uh, do something yeah, or, you know, say something for it. But 
that injury list is, uh, let's see here. Okay, so I'm going to look. Okay, so this list from Laval. Um, so Sean Farrell, six to eight weeks. Nathan Legare, seven to eight weeks. Gabriel Bork, indefinite. Brady Keeper, three months. Uh, and that's just that group. <laughs> Let alone... Yeah, it's 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 been tough for all this uh, this season. They finally started winning a couple of games, and uh, the hockey gods were like, "Well, we can't have that." Uh, it's yeah, okay. So that makes so much sense. So okay, so maybe the pick isn't as controversial as I was going to initially think <laughs> that it was, but yeah, I mean that was the biggest snub on on my mind. I mean. There's so many other good players that you could have just easily put people in, you know, like you could have done a Pierre Dubé also for Hershey. You know, he's up so high on the gold board. He's tied for second right now. I mean, you could have easily had an Igor Afanasaya for Milwaukee or a Max McCormick for Coachella Valley. Just arms in air. It's the parody of the league. and mm. It's it's a really good problem to have, you know? Oh, no, we oh, have yeah. too many good players. What are we going to do, you know? Absolutely. There, You know, some other picks, you know, obviously I already went over, like, the all of the Hershey players that could be on there. One guy I didn't mention in that, that group was Chase Prisky, who I think is having a really, like, kind of underratedly good season with the Bears here kind of in that reunion, you know, coming back to the team that drafted him after all this time with the inside the Washington organization. Another guy that I see, you know, a couple guys, you know, obviously the Phantoms only got one representative. And if you had to pick, it was probably going to be two Amala just for, you know, how great he is as a rookie. But, you know, a couple guys on there, Cooper Marodi's one that's had a really good season, you know, on a you know, Phantoms team that's still, you know, kind of trying to find their way here. Tanner Lazinski is always really good. Ollie likes sell. Is uh, is another one, and even a team like uh, like I was going to you know pull up on Providence here. Of course, you know my computer here is kind of slowing on me a little bit. You know, like Fabian Lysel is another guy that probably you know deserves a look there type of thing. Anthony Richard is doing really well for them. You know, there seems to be at least you know one or two guys, and you know a lot, a lot of that's just the format, right? With the uh, you know lesser amounts of players per division to make up these lineups. You know, you almost wish they could have like a second all-star like backup team. Um, you know, to each each list. But um how about a question here to you know kind of put a cap on this, perhaps? But uh if we could add one more player to the all-star event, any one player, who would it be? Hmm. It's it's so hard to just say one because yeah, uh, it's <laughs> there's uh, uh, again so many great players, but I am probably going to go with Mike Scarbosa out of Hershey. Corey, I'm probably taking yours, but for a guy that is fourth in the league in points and means so much to that team and has that kind of personality, like I'm all for the personality pick also for an all-star game. Uh, he would be my pick. Sorry if I took yours. 
And that's a good one, too, because he's... I'm sorry, Jay. Uh, the one thing I want to add on Scarbosa there is he was actually supposed to represent Hershey back in 2020, but injury actually prevented him from doing so. So it would have been like a nice little bit of redemption for him to maybe get that nod. And he's been good for the last few years. To and really they left him out? No, that's not fair. Now I really it want him not. in. Oh, now I really want him in. I am double downing on my pick. I could be a homer here, and I really do think that Leon Guanque is having an all-star season um, of being very, very good on a very, very bad Barracuda team. I am going to go with Joshua Wah, though. Um, I just, I think he's neat. And... <laughs> like, that's that's all I've got. I just think he's neat. Um, and I would like him to to get that, get that nod. Um... He's not going to get a call up to the Canadians anytime soon because they're letting him develop in the AHL the right way, which I do like. But I do think he should get some kind of acknowledgement for some of the kind of the bonkers rookie season that he is having. I don't know what it is, but every time I hear you just say, I think that's or he's neat or that's neat. I just have this like boost to serotonin. That is just I love it whenever you say that. I don't know it's, why. Um, it's, it's, just... the Mar- it's the Marge Simpson with the potato, Jake. Yes! I just think they're neat. Um, yes! And it lives inside Thank my you. brain. But unfortunately, <laughs> when I say that in real life, people don't understand. But I just oh. think their neat lives in my head. That's where my mind went. <laughs> I'm glad say, you guys get Simpsons it. Coming. Yeah. For it's mine... Funny, funny we're referencing the Simpsons. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, Corey... Who's your timeless. <laughs> it's timeless, man. The Simpsons is timeless, man. You can reference that anytime, anywhere, honestly. Uh, for mine, I was going to be a little bit more of a homer. I actually didn't pick Mike Scarbosa, which was oh. was uh, was a good one. But I, I stayed close to home. I, I think Pierre Dubé really deserved the look here. I mean, this is a guy who he's still young. It's his second season. He's already obliterated his goal count from last season. He had 16 goals all year with the Laval Rocket. He's already rocketed his way to, you know, 19 so far this season. And, you know, it's been some some big efforts. He, you know, obviously is doing really well on a really good Hershey team. But I just had this itch to see him do an accuracy shooting competition because he is, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, he's scored a few goals for the Bears. He had that one that was an unintentional trick shot where he, you know, was on a breakaway, shot it over the net, missed, it hit the glass, bounced back hit the goalie in the back of the leg and went in type of thing. You know, he's been scoring goals all over the place, all kinds of different ways. You know, I would just love to see him get a chance to, you know, strut his stuff at the all-star game in that respect. But again, Ethan Frank's a good pick. Um, I wish that we could have all of the goalies. I'd love to see Hunter Shepard get a shot at that one, yes. possibly. You know, again, there's going to be some snubs, right? It's good. It's just the way it works out. But, you know, uh, obviously, Clay Stevenson is definitely the you know the hot story there type of thing. But there are so many guys like Spencer Knight from you know Charlotte is one that comes to mind. You know, Louis Domingue is having a really good season in Hartford. You know, it's just a couple of guys from just the Atlantic that I can think of off the top of my head that are doing so well. So yeah, you know, in Belleville was another option for me. Um, when I rule the world, the All Star Game will be just all goalies. Um, so I yes. hope everyone's okay with that. I'm game. Yes. Uh, th- okay. So um, I will uh, kind of throw in my own recommendation that we have 
a team that is just goalies. So we yes. still get oh, the forwards and all that. So three teams of just players, just skaters, and one team of yes. just goalies. Yes. What happens? This it's is what I want to chaos that this I am here for. All -star game. Yes. <laughs> like the world will be perfect. Exactly. Like, I think that's kind of all we've got for uh today so that'll do it for this week's edition of called as calling if you'd like to check out our written coverage of the ahl we are going to have a ton of all-star content coming out over the next couple of weeks please check us out online at ahlnewsnow.com you can follow us on twitter at ahlnewsnow please also subscribe rate our podcast uh send us a, a five-star review on apple or spotify or wherever you listen share it with your friends family neighbors uh mailman cousin's dog anyone you think that likes hockey uh and finally we'd like to extend a final thank you to our sponsor document doctors until next week i hope your team wins and we'll see you all on wednesday of next week